Hello, welcome to the home podcast. My name's Lex. Um, yeah, we're still having Saturday services, so come check us out. Um, we are at uh, the Mole Queen's house uh, for the month of July, and their address is two five six nine South Quintero Way, and that's. Aurora eight zero zero one three, and uh, yeah, so last week was our first week there, and it was awesome. Worked out great, and we're doing it again. That's why I told you that the address is that. Cool. Yeah, we'll be there the entire month of July, um, and this message is not from last. Saturday because I am one Saturday behind uh, because I'm a slacker so sorry but I'm just trying to keep you in the loop just got a lot going on so this uh, this message is called let's be honest oh. sorry I just yawned so it's called let's be honest and when I was a kid I uh, I used to play uh, something called Hide and Seek in the Dark. And uh, if you've ever been to um, my parents' house, they have a perfect basement for it because uh, pretty good sized. And my mom always had like way too much furniture in the house and in the basement. So it was, uh, it was easy to hide down there. And if you... Uh, uh, well, I wasn't that much fun to play hide-and-seek in the dark with because I would wait and um, pop out at you and scare you, and then you'd be, like, all mad, and then you wouldn't have fun. And that's just the way that's just the way I played it. Um, and I still do that, you know? I still like uh, jumping and scaring folks. Not in a creepy way. It's not like I'm going to... I'll wait for you in a parking garage or anything like that. It's just like I like making people jump. It's funny. It's funny uh, watching Madison do it. Jump because she goes, <gasps> and it's funny. Not going to murder or anything. It's just funny. So I used to play that as a kid, and um, we'd, we'd get pretty into it. And. Well, at least everybody else did. I just would like, couldn't wait to jump out at you. Um, but uh, as I was putting together this message, I, I kind of felt like sometimes we do the same thing with God. Like we're, like we're playing hide and seek in the dark with God and hiding so he can't find us and hiding our... I don't know, our, our, ourselves from him, our fullness of him, or our fullness of ourselves from him, uh, hiding what we think our, our secret sins are from him. And sometimes we feel this way with our friends, um, playing hide-and-seek in the dark with our friends, not like actually with our friends, but hiding our junk because we're worried about what, they'll, what they will think um, and hiding in fear of losing them. And sometimes we kind of play hide-and-seek in the dark with ourselves. 
Um, it might it might look more like we're trying to or we're just not coming to terms with some of our stuff that we uh, that we struggle with or just not acknowledging it or almost rely on God's grace to redeem it all no matter what or we kind of have like a cold stone faith is the way I like to look at it is where we're walking through the line at cold stone and saying hey I I like that I want that on my ice cream and I want that on my ice cream but I'm not a fan of that so I'm not going to really listen to that so and sometimes we almost do that with the things that the Lord tells us to do so we're playing the hide hide and seek with ourselves and just not really coming to terms with what is actually going on um i've kind of struggled with coming to terms with with the message tonight and um it's kind of a it's a heavier message and i've struggled with what direction to take it in and um all that kind of stuff but there's a quote that c.s lewis um said and it says there comes a moment when you when people who have been dabbling in religion which religion means search for god and i'll i'll start over there comes a moment when people who have been dabbling in religion suddenly draw back supposing we really found him we never meant it to come to that worse still supposing he found us being found out, being found out by God can sometimes be a terrifying thought. Um, seeing all your filth, all your sin, your rags, your guilt, whatever it is, and maybe we, maybe sometimes we just stay away from the conviction completely because we're comfy in our sin and where we're at. Or maybe we just say ignorance is bliss, right? And it's almost like a subconscious thing of that's sometimes why we don't spend time with God, you know, because uh, we're just comfy. And if we don't know what what the word says, then we don't really ignorance is bliss. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think I'm making sense. It's just being found out by God is kind of terrifying, t- terrifying. Let's let's focus on the quote again, though. Uh, the quote, and the quote reads, There comes a moment when people who have been dabbling in religion suddenly draw back, supposing we really found him. We never meant it to come to that. Worse still, supposing he had found us. What if God exposed all he is to you? Like all of his glory, all of his wonder, all of his beauty, all of his majesty. I, uh, when I preached this two Saturdays ago, I immediately thought of uh, that Nicolas Cage movie. Um, and uh, somebody guessed it Saturday, but I, I don't remember what I don't remember what the movie's called. He's like a he's he fights. Uh, I don't even know what he does. It's a Nick Cage movie, so you don't really know what's happening. It's just Nick Cage, and in this movie, he, uh, <laughs> ah, this is so stupid, whatever, he's on a motorcycle, and, uh, he, like, turns into a skeleton, and his head's on fire, you guys know what I'm talking about? 
If you don't look it up, it's, it's Nicolas Cage. It's another Nicolas Cage movie that doesn't make any sense, and that's just it's just what it is. But when he's driving his motorcycle and he's like going really fast, it's almost it, uh, that's what I kind of feel like my face would be like um, when I was exposed to God, or if I was exposed to God, like my my skin would be peeled back and. I'd be like, oh my gosh, it would just be like this overwhelming thing. I don't know why I told you that, but whatever. It would be overwhelming. What if God exposed all he is to you? It would be overwhelming, yes? Now let's let's turn the tables. What if you exposed all you are to God? What if you were totally and completely honest with him? What if you were to expose all you are to God? You see, sometimes we hide from God, and sometimes we hide from our friends, and sometimes we hide from ourselves. So, question I'll ask you is, are you hiding? And not like, are you hiding in the bushes waiting for somebody to, jo- to walk by so you, you can scare them? But are you hiding um, from who you actually are? Are you being... Are you being dishonest with God and with others around you? What have I told you? Honesty is the beginning of transformation. So throughout this entire message, I just want us to be completely honest. Let's tell the full honest truth of what we are dealing with, and let's tell the truth with maybe your frustration towards God. So a little background of uh, kind of how this all came about is in Genesis 3, and it's going to be eight verses 8 through 10. And, it's, and it reads, Then the man and his wife heard a sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was, a, because I was naked, so I hid. That's amazing. So Adam and Eve had such, um, they were so close to God that they heard him walking around in the garden in the cool of the day. That's, uh, that's pretty cool, just in itself. And the Lord asks, where are you? And they answer, I heard you in the garden. I heard you. That what? They heard his footsteps? Oh, okay, just God walking in the garden? Okay, yeah, that's hard for me to wrap my head around. Uh, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid from you, God. The thing is that our little minds struggle to comprehend is God already knows everything. God already knows everything. Do you think God actually was like confused? Of like, oh, oh, hide and seek. We're playing hide and seek, Adam and Eve? Uh, Where are you guys? Come on. Oh, this is so silly. I can't find you guys. Hey, can't find you. Come, uh, Come out, come out, whatever you are. No, he already knew. He already knew. Duh, yes? Hey, guess what? He's God, duh. He already knew. 
I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid, so I hid. You know what the Lord was doing when he asks, where are you? He was saying, hey, be honest with me. Let's be honest. This message is titled, Let's Be Honest. In Hebrews 4.13, it says, No creature is hidden from his sight, but we all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Let's face it, folks. Honesty feels good. Yes, feels excellent. I remember when I finally got to be honest with my parents of who I, who I uh, was in high school. I was just like, let me get this off my chest. It was honesty. It was brutal, yeah, but it was honest, and I got to get it off my chest. I wasn't having to, um, to shield all the stuff, you know. Before I was actually truly saved, my life was surrounded by lies. Lies what I was actually doing at night, lies to my parents, lies to my girlfriends, lies to my friends, and it was tough. And I, it was, I guess the best way I can uh, explain it to you, and I think this will resonate with all of you, is all of my lies could be identified by masks. And I think that's true for you too. All the, all the different, or, or maybe it's different settings that we, uh, that we get into. We have a different mask for when we're at the bar compared to when we're at church maybe, at least I did when I was when I was uh, when I was in high school. I was like, okay, so I got to put this mask on, this lie on at this party, but then I'm also going to go to youth group um, the next day, and I've got to put that mask on. So I kind of feel like they could all be identified with masks, but I love pulling pranks and messing with people, and. Have you ever been waiting for the moment or waiting for the person to walk into the room and you have a mask on? Like, it feels like an eternity, yes? It feels like, oh my gosh, why why haven't they walked through the door? I do this with Madison all the time because um, I love spooking her because she's just so jumpy and it's hilarious. It's so cute. <laughs> but what, you, uh, what I've noticed when I have masks on, uh, like legitimate masks on of like oh scary mask i'm gonna try to scare this person it's it's hard to breathe in them it's and especially when i when i was doing crazy stuff with my uh buddy chandler back in high school we always loved putting masks on and spooking people and we always got into situations where we had to run um and it was hard to run because it was hard to breathe and I think the same applies to lies. They get so heavy, and we don't know what lie to the ne- what lie to tell to the next person, and and all of this stuff. And we have masks and masks and masks on, and it gets hard to breathe sometimes. Or or we're just not being honest with our friends and with with God and with ourselves. And kind of how I want to, the point I want to get to tonight is, yes, we put on masks. Duh. If you don't, 
man, I'd love to get coffee with you. Because, <laughs> I, I, frankly, I, I still wear masks. I still struggle with this. And I, uh, this isn't me saying, oh, hey, you guys need to stop doing this kind of thing. It's like, man, I struggle with this too. I have these masks that I put on. And sometimes I'm not completely honest still. I struggle with this. Because it's cool to be accepted. You know? I think you resonate with that too. You know, when we're not truthful or honest, we essentially live in the dark. You know? We're not living in clarity, if you will. You're, you're essentially playing hide-and-go-seek in the dark with yourself and trying to figure out, oh my gosh, who am I in this situation? What lie, what lie did I tell to this person? What mask did I put on to this person so that they're still going to be friends with me? Yada, yada, yada. Do you think you live in the dark in most cases of your life? Or maybe we just evade truth because it's confrontational and it makes us uneasy? When we're not honest with who we are, we live in the dark. And that's a bummer, you know? Because at the end of the day, we're called to reflect the light of the world. That makes sense? Let me let me read this to you. Philippians 2, 14 through 18. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among you shine as lights in the world, right? We live in a dark world, duh, yes? But we're supposed to be light into the world. Let's continue on. Verse 16 in Philippians 2. Hold fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you. Likewise, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. When we live in the dark of who we are, we're reflecting who we are and what we are called to. We're called to reflect light. We're, we're called to be light. Just got a phone call. Apologize. That was Blake calling. Thanks, Blake. Just ruined the podcast. No, you didn't. When we live in the dark of who we are, we're not reflecting who we're supposed to be and what we're called to be. When it comes down to it, we're all called to share the gospel and love. And if we're living in the dark, our excuses our excuses will always be long. We'll always have excuses if we're not living in in light. The timing won't be right, right? These are all things that I've heard. Here's an excuse. The timing isn't right. We have to befriend them first. I'm not going to just share the gospel and I'm not going to minister to them because we have to be friends with them first so they have to trust me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not qualified. Well, if you listen to rejection, then you know that you are qualified. I'm scared. Yeah, whatever. Get over it. I'm not an evangelist. I don't even know what that means. I don't care what it means. Yes, you are. Okay? You're supposed to evangelize. Great. 
Good job, okay? That's not an excuse. This is your job, Lex. I've heard this one. <laughs> Lex, you're the guy doing the ministry stuff. It's your job. And no, um, it's all of our jobs. It, it, in, in Matthew, it reads, the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. I want to be one of the laborers. Hey, is there harvest? Are there people out there who aren't saved? Oh, okay, so there's harvest. Um, then we need to still be working to um, share the gospel to them and be light to this world. Yes? If we are honest with who we are, when we are honest with who we are, and we aren't wearing different masks in different circles, things get so much easier. Right? When we're honest with who we are, we get to walk in confidence in our identity as a Christ follower. And that's really good news, right? Because Matthew 5, 14 through 5 says, You are the light of the world. That's pretty cut and dry, right? It reads, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But they put it on a stand, and it gives light to all of the house. If we live in the dark of who we are, we are all shielded by masks, and who we are, things will get darker and darker, and the world will get darker and darker, because, hey, Christians aren't being light these days. There's more things, there's, <laughs> I probably get myself in trouble, but whatever. There's more Christians fighting against other Christians than they are um, going after um, the lost. That's so weird to me. That's so weird to me. We're called to just be light in the world. There's a cheesy quote that says, uh, the only thing darkness can't put out is light. And it's true. And if you try to deny that the world's dark, uh, good luck. Envision this. And if you're in your car, don't shut your eyes. Okay? But envision this. A night, a night sky. You drove out into the middle of, of nowhere. There's no street lights. Um, you're very thankful that you have your headlights. But you're, you drove all the way out there. And you turn, you turn off your headlights, and it's pitch black. And you're out in the middle of nowhere, right? And your eyes begin to kind of adapt to the darkness. So then you can start picking out light. And you start seeing stars, and it's super dark, but you start seeing stars, and you see the moon. And... Jesus calls us to be like the stars in the, in the dark sky, in a dark world, yes? Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Without us being lights to all the world, the gospel loses its proclamation of God's honor and the credibility of the gospel of on your life. All right, that's heavy, right? With us putting on masks and not being honest, 
we take the power out of the gospel. Because if the gospel's so great, and bear with me for this, if the gospel's so great, then it has to change us. If Jesus actually did do what he did, then it has to change us. If it's not changing us, then you are taking away the power of what the gospel is. That you're not bound by sin anymore, but you're saved by grace through Jesus Christ. Yeah? So with you, with us, living in the dark, putting on masks, putting on lies, not being completely honest with who we are and what we're called to be, we're taking the power out of the gospel. Whoa. That's intense. I love the way the book of Mark talks about us being light. It says in Mark 4, 21 through 25, and this is Jesus talking. That's who he is. And he said to them, and Jesus said to them, a lamp brought in to be put under, uh, sorry, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest. Nor is anything secret except to come to life. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not... For, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So, when we let our light shine, more will come to us? Is that what that means? What does that mean? What does that verse mean? He says, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added to you. For one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. When we use our measure, our measure will be increased. When we use our light, our light will be increased. What, do I, what does that mean? What I mean is, a lot of us have only scratched the surface of what the Lord has in store for us. If we're completely honest with ourselves, that's the start, okay? Yeah, let's do this. Step one, be honest with ourselves. Step two, be honest with your friends. Step three, be honest with God, okay? Those are very hard, but easy at the same time. Hey, just be you. Be who the Lord's called you to be. That's easier, right? And then, in this, this passage in Mark, it says, <laughs> this is so cool, with the measure you use, it will, be measured more, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. So if you use your light, more light will be given to you. All right, you tracking with me? This is cool, we've only scratched the surface. Okay, so if you use, if you walk in um, 
healing by prayer and healing with your faith and you and you have that boldness to say hey i'm going to take a step and pray and pray for this person and partner with heaven in praying for this person to be healed that's step one and more will be added to you do it again more will be added to you do it again more will be added to you if you use your faith in a situation in a circumstance in your life and you really just hey god give me more faith for this and you execute on that more will be given to you more faith will be given to you so you can take a step more and more and your reliance on god will turn into more and more that's pretty cool right we've only scratched the surface of what god has in store for us when we shine our light and be who we're truly called to be the lord will use us more to do more just like in your workplace if you do a good job at something your boss is going to use you more to do that task and more because you're good at it and he sees that you're good on it or she sees that you're good at it so guess what she's going to empower you to do more and and give you more to do and open your eyes to the more the same the way that our god's going to do that is hey if we use our our gifts to honor god and glorify god then he's going to use it more to honor him and glorify him more that's freaking awesome right so I'll close, I guess I'll close with this. You're the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You're not supposed to be put under a mask. You're not supposed to be put under a, a, a lie. But you're supposed to be put on a stand and you're supposed to give light to all the world. It's a big calling, but man, is it so tangible. Because we live in a dark world, and we as Christians have to step up. Me as Lex has to step up. That's, that's cool. And the Lord's not going to just say, oh, cool, good job. But he's going to encourage us more. And, and oh, I don't know, his promotion, a bad word to use in this? <laughs> Maybe. But he's going to, I don't know, empower us more. He's going to come alongside us and say, hey, I, I trust you with this, so I'm going to give you more. I trust you with this, so I'm going to give you more. I trust you with this, so I'm going to give you more. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does the Lord want you to be put under a basket. But he wants you to light this world up and bring people to him. Because sometimes we're selfish with our with our gospel. Like, yes, I made it. Good luck, you guys. I found my way. Good luck, dude. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Cool? Come check us out on a Saturday. I'm sorry these podcasts are so inconsistent, but got a lot going on. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Go check our check out our website um, and find us on Facebook and Instagram.
and uh, yeah, tell me what you think about this. Um, write a write a comment on the home Facebook wall or whatever it is. Cool. Cool. Uh, talk to you soon. Talk or talk at you soon. Hope to see you on a Saturday. Peace.